we pray. If you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, you go to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, and we're going to read verse 11 through 13. the subject this morning the will of when the will of when the will of when the will of when how many of you know that your win is in God's will I'm gonna say that one more time how many of you know that your win is in God's will and I'm going to help you this morning to identify God's will so that you can stay in the win. How many of you know you're called to win every time? I said, how many of you know you're called to win every time? The enemy is defeated and God has already gotten the victory. And I declare that you're going to come into your victory this morning. Come on, you're going to come into your over. You're going to learn to overcome and come into your victory. Slavery will not be your portion. Mental slavery, psychological slavery. Come on, we break it off of us this morning. And we come into the will of his win. He's already overcome the grave. He's already overcome this world. He's already overcome. He's already overcome. Come on, I'm just waking you up real quick. He's already, we ain't going to start in a lost mindset. He's already overcome. He's already overcome. He has already overcame your problem. He's already overcame your situation. He's already overcome what you're going through. He's already Overcome. He's already overcome. Set your sights this morning on what he's already done. He's finished the work and it's already overcome the, the grave. There's a will that you're called to stay in and win. I say there's a will. You should, Christians are called to win every time. And we're going to set you on the trajectory in him. Can you say amen? Ephesians 1.11, and it reads, In him we also have obtained an inheritance and being predestined according to the purpose of, in, purpose of him who works all things. Somebody say all things who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be uh, to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also you have believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak today. If you don't speak, I have nothing to say. And if you don't move, I have nothing to do. We put our total dependence on you. Have your way this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And if you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah. You may be seated. The will 
of when. The will of when. In him we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Somebody say he works out all things according to his will. I, I want you to understand this morning that the greatest battle of man is the will. The greatest battle of man is the what? It's the will. And when you understand that the greatest battle of man is the will, you understand how kingdoms collide. Kingdoms, how many of you know we have king, there's a kingdom, there's the kingdom of God, and then there's the kingdom of heaven. In fact, let's go to the scripture. Uh, I want you to go with me, go to Matthew uh, 6, 9 through 13. And he told us in the prayer that the, the, the collision of kingdoms, and, and I want you to, to follow after me. In this manner, therefore pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed, somebody say hallowed. Uh, I, I want to stay right there, but we're going to get back to that. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy what? Come, your will be Done. Now, I want you to notice that the kingdom have to come, come before the will can be done. Somebody say the kingdom have to come before the will can be done. So the will can't be done without the kingdom coming. But we got to understand the kingdom. So the kingdom come and then the will can be done on where? So he don't need you in heaven. I fly away. He don't need you to fly right now. Oh, glory. Can't wait till we get to heaven. And God is saying, throw away your song. I need you to can't wait to get in me in the kingdom on earth. I need you to learn to focus on the kingdom in earth. You're not flying away anywhere if you didn't learn the kingdom of God in earth. On earth as it is in heaven so there's an earthly realm of a kingdom and then there's a heavenly realm of the kingdom let's continue to read give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for yours is the and the and the forever Thy kingdom come, and then thy will be done. God wants his will to be done. But before he can get his will to be done, he understands he has to have the will of man for his kingdom. Now, the kingdom of God is different than the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is that which is dwelling within you. The kingdom of heaven is that which is governed for when you leave out of here. So when you read the Bible, it says the kingdom of heaven, it says the kingdom of God. Remember, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's... I need my Bible people to come up because now you don't told me you got a title and everything. I need you to come on and give me some scripture. You, you said the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. It's not up there. In the Holy Spirit. So in the Holy Spirit, there's righteousness, peace, and joy. That's the kingdom of God. 
So the kingdom of God is called to dwell within you. Tell somebody that the kingdom of God is called to dwell within me. But I am not aware of the kingdom of God. I will not function in the will. If I'm not aware of the kingdom of God, I will not function in the will. Because if without the revelation of the wisdom of the understanding of the grace of the kingdom of God, I'm not able to function properly to do the will of God. Now, the will of God is in, important because without the will of God, you're out of purpose. And when you live out of purpose, you proceed to be in the temptation, in the trials, in the troubles of the things that come with the curse of what the earth is already under. So there are things that happen to people's lives by default of what's already being judged. What's already being what? The Bible said the world is already judged. <laughs> so I don't want to play in a place in a realm where it's already judged, which means God is not necessarily doing anything. He's already done what he was going to do. Everything that plays out that's already wrong, it's supposed to have been already wrong. Okay, I know. I'm going to get about two amens. I'm going to help everybody out. I know. I'm, I, it, it, it's already was supposed to be wrong. It wasn't supposed to be right. The right that was supposed to be right is the righteousness of God, which means everything that you're trying to make right outside of righteousness is your wrong. So God is not looking at what you're calling or what you're trying to do. He's looking at why you're wrong in the belief of the way you're trying to look at what you're trying to do. Okay? So it's not, he's trying to not trying to fix your situation. He's trying to fix your belief. God don't mind people having bad situations. I know you're not going to like that. I, I can go bring you up and down the scriptures. I, I know you're not going to like You didn't come to church this morning to hear that. God don't care about your situation. He care about your belief about your situation. Yeah, you know, God just after my situation. If that's the case, every hungry person will be fed. If that's the case, every broken person will be healed. So you can't tell me God, God cares. He doesn't care the way that we want him to care. He cares the way that he wants to care because the way that he came, he wanted to make sure that you cared about him more than you cared about your resource. That's why God is calling you to know that he is your source before you learn to love your resource. But because the church is too in love with their resource and they're not learning their source, they have not come to the realization to wake up long enough to say, why am I stuck in this problem? So God has to allow you to stay stuck until you turn to know the, the source. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's saying that God is my source and I would, should not look at resources without, without extracting to understand my source. And one of the things that I want to help you this morning to understand is if you're having trouble in your life right now, it's as easy as one, two, three, if you can turn away from your resource to the source. It's important. Your human nature wants to feel good. That's that's nature. You want your soul, your flesh. Everything wants to be pleased. And when we're not careful, we don't realize we start to worship the resources rather than the source. And I, I, I have to keep on that 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 trajectory, because many believers don't realize when you do that, you're taking opportunities that's taking you the long way. And when you go the long way, you start to go the 
wrong way. Why do I say when you go the long way, you go the wrong way? Because the hopes that's in your heart is going to be deferred. And now your heart becomes sick because God said this, but you're not experiencing that. And the problem with that is, is now you're trying to keep making up. You have to keep doing a makeup test. How many of y'all, don't raise your hand, how many of y'all been in them classes you had to do a makeup test and then you asked the teacher for another makeup test and then you needed another makeup test and then you needed another makeup How many makeup tests are we going to do? So you have to understand that God is your source and he is not subject to change. Your source to, is not subject to change. Your source is not subject to change. Your source is not He's not going to change. Isn't it interesting? We're just waiting on God to, to do something. He's, <laughs> I'm not subject to change. It's your resources that's subject to change. So until you learn to be flexible in how I deliver your resources to test you in what you believe your source is, I need you to learn who I am. Is this helping you? So I want you to understand that what you're going through right now is not just a going through. It's an opportunity to, for you to learn your source. Y'all got to hear me. It's an opportunity for you to tell whatever's going on in your life that's bigger than God in your life right now, that it's not bigger than your God. It's not bigger than your... See, God is bigger than a boogeyman. He wants it. Come on, he's bigger than everything. I think I got that from the VeggieTales or something. God, I know that thing just came out, didn't it? That's when you have four kids. Boogie, boogie man, boogie man. <laughs> Somebody say he's bigger than the boogie man. Your boogie man is the devil. The devil is after me. The devil is on me. The devil is only as there as you have allowed him to be because of your lack of knowing your source. Now, I'm not beating you up. I love you, but I need you to understand the church loves to use the law to prove that the devil is bigger than God in the situation. That's why we qualify and justify why we can stay where we are because of what we believe that the devil is doing because we are for God. And in discipleship, we just learned there are lower levels and there are higher levels. Many of you are not doing anything for God. You think the devil's after you like that? No. What's after you is your past. You don't need that type of prayer. You need a discipline. You need what? You need consistency and discipline, which means you're not consistent in walking in the way to identify the construct of your being, of your soul. When you're active in doing, when you have advancing principles, when you have advancing structures, when you're doing advancing, when you can go beyond your four and more, when you can go beyond and walking in the will of God, now we can deal with principalities and structures and, and systematic uh, 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 things that try to take you off because you're doing the will. But when you're only splitting the bill because you're, you, 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 you're trying to do something without identifying your position in what you're trying to do, you are not as open to understanding what God is trying to train you in. Somebody say, God is trying to train me for something. Come on, somebody say, God is trying to train me for something. So I, I want you to understand where you are. God is my source. Somebody say that. God is my. So he said, pray like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed. 
That's not even my message, but I just want to go right here for a second. What does hollow mean? Oh, how are you going to pray effectively and you haven't even hollowed him? Somebody say hollow him. Before God move upon anything that you're trying to do, you need to hollow him. Hollow means to bring him in one. He is the source. Everything else outside of the hollowing of his name is, is disregarded. Which means for me to even get to the place of the government or the, excuse me, the, 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 the kingdom of God. Watch this. I have to learn to hollow his name first. I have to what? That means your situation is not in the front seat driving. Your situation is in the back seat following. Y'all got to hear me. That means God is going to require you to stop looking at what you want to do versus who he wants you to be. Because it's ultimately who you're called to be. That's who God is waiting for you to be. You are not waiting on your resources to change. You're waiting on you to change to fit your resources. Y'all got to hear me. I'm tired of people thinking they're waiting on resources. You are not. You just can't discern the resources because you're not the person to see the resources. This type of resource requires this type of person. That's why by faith, the worlds are framed by the word of God, which means there are frameworks you'll never discern. That's why you don't even know your business because you don't understand that frame. So frames are the establishment of understanding God's inheritance. Frames are what? The establishment of understanding God's inheritance, which means you can pray all day. I can throw holy all on you all night long. That does not mean that you're going to qualify for what you keep praying for. God is requiring us to become the person that can handle the influence and the outcome of who he called you to be in his will for what he's trying to give you as a resource to do his will. Which means even money is just a resource. That's why I'm not afraid of it. But many people are afraid of it because it's not a resource to you. It's still your government. Are y'all following me? So I want you to understand. And we're going to learn here. Now, I want you to understand the first principle that you must understand to operate in the kingdom of God is you must learn to hollow be what? His name. Which means God will require when he's going to come to assess to see that you collide his kingdom principle understanding with his word. That you come into revelation of who he is to you before he deliver and allow you to deliberately use his kingdom. Because the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace and truth in the Holy Spirit. Which when, when, when I'm in the Holy Spirit, I am in the presence of God. I'm in the what? And it's interesting because the Bible says in the presence there is. Uh-oh. See, y'all read this stuff so quickly. There's what? Now you said it. Is that what it said? So are you telling me in the, in the presence of God there's life for fullness? That's what you're telling me. Okay. So that means that my issue should not be an issue any longer because the presence of the presence has now put me in the place where I have the authority 
authority and the license to interpret that this thing that what I thought was an issue was actually an opportunity for God's grace to be glory. Oh, y'all got to hear me. I, I'm, I'm trying to walk this thing slowly here. You, 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 so the presence of God, the presence of God, in that presence there is fullness of joy and in his right hands are pleasures forevermore. So there's something about the presence of the presence. That's why you don't violate the presence of God in your life. You need to be sensitive. Your fasting is not about fasting in itself. Your fasting is to make you sensitive to the presence. Your prayer is to make you sensitive to the presence. Isn't it interesting? Everything is to make you sensitive to the presence. Yet, yet, we're still looking for the presence. So I want you to understand the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the what? So the kingdom is supposed to be activated and working in and through you. How else are you called to be a leading Christian if the kingdom is not working? I can tell by those amens that I know we haven't learned these things. Are y'all tracking with me? I have to get you out of the mental um, confusion and justification that you are saved because you just declared Jesus' name, but you don't obey him. He said, you say you love me, but you don't do what I say. Y'all didn't know I was going to pull that out. You say you what? But you don't do what I say. You know, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. When was the last time you obeyed him? When was the last time you said yes to him? Are y'all tracking with me? So the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy. So God is saying, I need you to understand who I am so that you can learn to hallow be my name. And when you hallow be my name, now the kingdom is going to come. My will can now be done in earth just like it is in heaven. So I am not interested in you just being a Christian going to church. That has nothing to do with you. You coming to church has nothing to do with you not walking out the will of God. So we're not testing you for your church going. I don't have a roll call. I might do on the computer somewhere. But if you never came to live out the kingdom of God, what in the world did you come for? Can you say amen? There is a, a evil under the sun, and in this generation, we have, to, we have to address it because we got open rebellion, not realizing Proverbs said that the curse is cursing you because of your disobedience. In fact, he said, I'm going to laugh at your calamity because you, didn't, you hated knowledge. You turned from my every rebuke, which means you didn't consider that I wanted to talk to you. And he didn't say keep praying. He said, you're going to pray, but you, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to fix you because you're ready to walk out now. He said, because you did not regard knowledge. He's saying, if you're coming to me to know what 
my kingdom is, I'm open for to help you learn. But when you're coming to me for me to fix your situation, that's not my situation. That's your situation. Don't pray to me about your situation. I want to know about my situation. I don't want to know about your situation. You start with your situation. Somebody said there's nothing wrong with that. But the Bible says when the spirit, you, the spirit is interceding for you, which means God is not hearing you. He's hearing the spirit through Christ Jesus, which means you didn't start praying until your spirit man rose up and said, God, I, I now know, I see now that my first starting of prayer was my flesh. But now, now my heart has yielded. My heart is yielded. And now I sense your spirit telling me my problem wasn't my problem. My problem was my believing about what my problem was. Somebody say, hallowed be his name. Some of you right now, you're on the tracks and you're about to take a road down the wrong track. Because you don't understand that the kingdom of God and God's will has a direction. And the way God's direct his directives work. It's not always in what you want to do. And it's, it's always ready and perfect, but it's not always in what you want to do in the moment. You're going to want to do what he, want, you, he wants you to do when you get in him. How many times, I, we, me, me and my wife had so many times we could have certain, took in certain directions. But you know what we do? We consider God. You do what? We don't consider what we want bigger than our source. We don't deny what we want, the desires of what we want, because we understand that's God, too. Uh oh, 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 write that down. My desires is God, too. Uh oh, 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 uh oh. Yeah, my desire. How is God going to get his will done if you don't put it through your desires? How is God going to do his will? I know no church told you that. How is God going to get his will done if he doesn't do it through your what? Desire. So he wants you to desire him so you can understand how he desires himself. <laughs> so desires are not wrong but timing is essential to the principal process of you becoming the person for the time that he's preparing you for so sometimes god will say hey i see you want that but you're not the person yet for that so i'm going to give you one year and in that one year I don't want you eating cornflakes at six o'clock at night. And when I tell you to get up and pray, I want you to pray. I want you to do what? Are y'all tracking with me? I want you to see because I'm preparing you. I want you to have it. I bought, watch it. I died for you to have it. I died for you, but you're not the person yet to fit this room. It, you're not the what? No, no, no. But God, I prayed to you, and I know you're just going to make a way out of no way. I know you're just going to do it for me. You're going to do it for me. I'm going to do it for you when you have it in you. But I didn't leave you, nor have I forsaken you. I need you to appreciate where you are. Go clean your house. Go clean your apartment. Stop looking at it like that. Oh, no, I see, you know, I, you know, I just never, I just never. Clean your car. Go buy one of them smell good things and put it in the front. 
If your, if your window breaking down, just say, thank you, God, for this window. Go clean it. Mm, thank you, Jesus, for this thing right here. Timing. Somebody say timing. Y'all messing up my message. Y'all taking me somewhere I wasn't going to go. Somebody say timing. Look at this ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous now? Because you saw social media and your friend had a, a, a house they can't pay for? You are being deceived because of your eyes. And you haven't learned the kingdom of God don't see with their eyes. And the kingdom of God don't hear with their ears. They understand with their spirit. They understand with their heart. They're not understanding by the way the world understands. Okay? So, so you have to get to a place where you understand that the kingdom of God is to put you in the will of God. In his presence, there is the fullness. So if there is fullness, that means you're missing fullness where you can't hold. Pastor, if it's fullness, why well, don't have fullness? How many of you know you're supposed to have fullness incorporated in the proportion of faith that you have? Can you say amen? What did I just say? How many of you know you're supposed to have the fullness in proportion of the faith that God has delivered to you? Okay, so if you have trouble versus fullness beyond the proportion that God has given to you, God is saying wherever you have problems, yet you haven't worked out my fullness, my, I'm not delivering you. My grace is sufficient with you. Uh-oh, nobody's writing. I see what's going on here. I'm going to say that one more time on the stage. I'm not delivering you. Because my delivery came through my grace being sufficient for you. For you to know my grace is sufficient, you have to seek me. And if you don't seek me, you wasn't going to find me anyway. So why would I deliver you something that you don't know me in? Okay. 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 Who's learning? Who's learning? G Paul said, I asked Jesus three times to take this thing away from me. I wish I could explain that, but I'm going to leave that alone because I don't want nobody to feel free. That man had a thorn. Jesus, take that thing away from me. Take it away from... How many of you know there are temptations that feel so overpowering? How many know there are struggles that feel so overpowering? I, know, I thought this was BCC. How many know that there's, there's cycles of our minds and drugs and things and things that seem like, it's, you know, Pastor, honestly, I don't even know how I'm ever going to get out of this cycle. Because even though I hate it, it's too good for me to leave it. I need an amen corner in the corner right there. Amen, brother. I, will, I don't like it, but it's too strong for me to leave it. And pastor, can you believe it? I prayed about this. And then I prayed about this. And then I prayed about this. And then I get what? Guess what I did? I even fasted about it. And I prayed and then I fasted. And then I prayed and then I fasted. And then I prayed and then I... Okay, so we only missed a step. 
It was good that you prayed and fasted because if you without the prayer and fasting, your soul would have been too loud for your spirit to take control. When you was in control, though, you never saw the inheritance that God was trying to teach you to love that over what you're going through. So you had no, no, nothing to fight towards. You had what? Nothing to fight towards. You had nothing to fix, nothing to do. You're boring. You're bored. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the what? Cross. Despise the shame. Why did he do that? Because of what was before him. I declare this morning you're going to have something before you in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I got something before me. Come on, open up your eyes this morning and say, I need something before me. You keep trying to go through the religious cycle, circle thing. Uh, you know, I just love Jesus. Love Jesus to do what? Love Jesus to do what? Do something. Do something with your loving Jesus self. Do something with this spirit. You love Jesus, love Jesus, love Jesus, love Jesus, and you're never broken out. So you have to understand, God is not only God for you to love him. He's God to do his will. He's restoring things to himself. Who, who, guess where he is? In you. So where is he restoring things? To you. So that's why you got to become the person that can fit and uphold and preserve and protect what he brings to you. Without you being perverted by the things that come to you. Can you say amen? We can go home now. I think I gave you enough. You have to understand that the will of God is your protection and your provision. Say that with me. The will of God is my what? And my provision. Y'all forgive me. I didn't have my tablet, my baby had it this morning. I'm going to walk around with this computer. It's my protection and my what? Provision. What is the will of God? My and which means when I'm in the will, when I'm in the will, okay, God pays the bill. <laughs> Shatai. Shatai Botai. Hallelujah. What did I just say? No, 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 not that one. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> what did I say? When I'm in the will, <laughs> he's my protection and my provision. And when I'm in the will, he pays the bill. Which means what was hard for me is no longer hard for me because he's my, he's my tool belt. He's my armor. He's my source. He's my strength. He, come on, he, he's, he's my rock of my salvation. Who shall I fear? Come on, he is with me. My, his rod, his staff, his, no evil shall befall me. Nothing shall come in my dwelling. you got to understand the language of this God. Go, go with me to John 15. We're going to conclude here. Go to John 15. I'm not going to be before you long. Go, go to John 15. I, I want to show you. So the will, it brings protection and what else? Provision. And the way he does that is by making sure that you bear fruit. By making sure that you what? 
bear fruit, which means you should never be dry. You should never be stale. You should never be stagnant. You should never be dry. You should never be stale. And you should never be stagnant. You should never be dry. You should never be stale. And you should never be stagnant. Don't you tell me you're a stagnant Christian and God, I need you. I, that's fine. God is, but let that provoke you to be something. Stop letting people put you on the shelf. And learn to play God's card. Can you say amen? No longer, verse 15, uh, John 15, uh, 15. No longer do I call you, for a servant does not know the, what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Next. You did not choose me, but I chose what? You. And I appointed you that you should go and do what? So why did I appoint you? Why did I appoint you? Bear fruit. And that you're? So not only bear it, I need you to have the principles that keep it to remain. Okay? Right. That whatever you want, ask the Father in my name, he may what? Oh, Jesus. You know what he just said? What I gave you was so strong that you're going to bear fruit. And as you do what I told you to do in my will, you're going to start talking and then I'm going to start answering you. Which means when you get a desire, it's not about am I going to do it anymore for your type. It's about the timing now. Oh, y'all didn't know God had types. For your type. You know my desire is your desire. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about timing. We're putting things in position. I'm looking at the person that I need to become for that type of money. I'm looking at the person that I need to become for that type of opportunity. I'm looking at the person I need to become for that type of thing. I'm not asking God, will you do it for me? I am already in his will. Why are you asking me about my will? You're in his will. Are you in it or not? If you are in his will, why do you keep trying to pay your bill? Now let me help the church because some of you are going to take that the wrong way and think you don't have to pay bills. So I have to slow down because that's been the problem. The pastor told me that was Jesus' bill, and that wasn't my bill. So I let it bounce, and I let it go to credit. Let me help you. Yeah, I know we have attitude and everything with it. God, let me help you. He was not telling you not to pay your bills. What he was saying is, when you've learned stewardship, because you've learned that I am, that I am in you, you allow me to take control of you. So I quicken your flesh. What do I do? If I don't quicken your flesh, see, what, what is the purpose of a quickened flesh? Because you don't like your flesh. I know you learned, I know your church. They teach you to hate your flesh. I ain't talking about this church. I'm talking about the one that you used to go to. They taught you to hate your, and you talk double-sided about your flesh. Because first you like your house, and then you don't like it when you come to church. 
You pray for the car and then you don't know if that's God's will. You, you don't, I don't know. We don't know where you at. What, what do you want? You know, I, you know, I just, I just want this, you know, but I don't want too much. What? Okay. Christians. But let's catch you at work. Let's see you by that, that water cooler during break. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm home. You know, I'm going to give me an airplane, a flight, and a, a boat, and everything. Look, look how confident you are. Look at this. Look at this. Confidence. What happened when you went to church? Oh, they taught you to hate your flesh. Okay, so what they didn't teach you is they wasn't talking about that flesh. This is why it's very important for you to get in a place that's balanced to help you understand so you can stop being double-minded in your direction. Because most of the things we're praying for, you're not even ready for because you don't even think that God wants you to have it. I thought I had about 10 amens, but I, honestly, I think we all are there right there. Okay, all right, we know where we're going. So the Bible says that you have been perfectly knitted together we got to have a conversation about what is flesh because if God said I'm going to build you houses that you haven't built is that for your spirit or your flesh it didn't start for your spirit that, that no 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 come see now let me, oh let's go deeper what are you getting married for because that ain't for your spirit first oh you didn't know there was a flesh thing oh y'all didn't know there was flesh the Bible say when you leave it, you ain't, ain't, no, ain't no marriage. You know, I'm just all spirit. No, you ain't. No, 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 no. Let's, let's understand your flesh. Because, see, if you don't know that God wants to bring joy to your soul by the flesh, you don't understand the spirit yet. That's why we don't even like God ourselves. Okay, let me, that was a broad statement. Let me bring that back a little bit. Let me, let me help you. This is why we are angry with God, but, 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 but it's exposed through our expression. You're in need, but you're trying to tell somebody about the goodness of God. I'm not saying you can't do that. This is what I am saying, though. You can't do that in the fullness of expression of you have a need. So it's kind of like you're still frustrated because things are not working out in you. And your need is speaking louder than the seed that God wants you to learn to produce. See, when you don't have those type of needs, see, when people come to church and they don't have those type of needs, they like, Pastor, preach about anything. We don't even care. We happy about whatever you want to preach about. You know why my needs are taken care of. I ain't even saying that's bad, but they, they ain't worried. They drinking coffee in the back and chilling. What are we preaching about? We preaching about the altar today? Good, man. Do that. But when you have a need, you got some Pacifics. You got some what? I need you, Pastor, to, to talk about. I need you to talk about some stuff. And then God was showing me this stuff. And then I saw this stuff. And then that stuff did like that. And then I, then I got some stuff. Ask the, mon the one who has the money. Ain't got no stuff much. Whatever you want to preach. Amen, pastor. Amen. 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 Hallelujah, pastor. 
glory. Amen. Why am I saying that? It's because sometimes what you think the devil is doing is your lack of discipline for the principles of God. You got to learn to adhere to what he said and be obedient. Somebody say be obedient. If you're willing and you shall eat the fruit of the land. So what we have to do is help you to understand how to do. He said, if you love me, why don't you do what I say? What I, what, what I say is to put you in the wheel so you can have my bill to pay everything. It was free. But it wasn't free. It was free. But it's not free because you're going to pay with what you have in your soul. Which means you're going to have to learn to crucify yourself. Tell somebody I got a new class. It's called crucifixion. Core, competen core competencies of cru crucifixion. Class 101. Hallelujah. So, so, so he wants you to bear fruit. Somebody say bear fruit. So God's desire is for you to bear much fruit. That's why he appointed you and anointed you to bear fruit. Now, bearing fruit, bearing fruit is proof to God that you are in his will. You just doing what you do as a Christian doesn't prove that you are doing his will. Bearing fruit proves that you are doing and becoming who he called you to be. In fact, let's go here because you can't even repent right until you start learning to see how God sees about bearing fruit. Can you say amen? I want you to go with me really quickly to Luke 3.8. Luke 3.8. Go to Luke 3, 8. How many are learning something? Watch this. Therefore, bear fruit worthy of what? Bear what? Worthy. Worthy of what? Okay, so what does that mean? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Which means when you came out of repentance, why are you still stale? If you repented, you should have saw what I saw. If you saw what I saw, those who know their God would do great exploits. Which means those who know their God know that their God don't just have them sitting around waiting for them to do something. They know that the doing something comes with them learning of him and they do the something because they are with me. They're one with me. They've learned that we are not separated. We are one. That's why Jesus said he didn't regard it. He didn't regard it. Robbery to be equal with God. So you call it robbery to rob God because you think by saying this is God, not you, that God is pleased with that. When God is saying, I get it, but I need you to understand if I am in you and you are in me, who do you think I'm going to use to do my will? Who do you think I'm using to do my will? Can you say amen? Therefore, bear fruit worthy of what? Repentance. And do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. 
For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. What he's saying is, do not say when you go pray. Oh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, my forefathers, my grandmother prayed for me. My grandmother prayed for me. So, you know, I know I, I, I know I'm called and I know the blessing is coming to me. He said, do, 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 do. Don't do, do, don't do, do, do. Don't, don't, don't lean on the law to justify your misaction of understanding. I need you to repent for not knowing that I came to bring you life. So repentance is not sorry. Repentance is turning to see as he sees to do what he called you to do. What is repentance? Which means when you pray and you still come out depressed, you didn't pray. When you, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. These doctrines of devils been rampant in church. People been pacifying you with lies. That stuff ain't the Bible. That's making God to no effect. Why pray? You still depressed? Why, why I'm going to pray? Why I need to go to your church? I was happier in the club last night than you are right now. I don't need your God. You need my God. I don't need your God. You look at you. Didn't you tell me your problem last week? But you know if you come to church, if you know if you had my money. They might not tell you that because they're your friend. Are you an influence or are you keep playing these religious games with people? God is not saying, I want you to represent, stop representing me like that. Don't represent me like that. I don't care who told you that I like to be represented like that. I don't. I don't. I don't. Don't put me to shame. Don't represent me like that. Stop representing me with your religious self. Don't do it. If you're going to represent me, I want you to straighten up. And have some proof of righteousness. Show something with the fruits of what you said you have. Bear something. And then hold still in some stuff. Stop telling people something that you're contradictory in the way you live. Thinking that you're doing good because you're at least declaring the word. No, you're actually making it to no effect. But I love you so much that I have to teach you. To, to not think that you have to do it that way. I didn't come so you can go declare and preach my name. I came so you can learn to bear my name and you can be who I called you to be for what I called you to have. And when you have it, you know that I am God Almighty and you know that I am the source of your salvation. I'm the source of everything that you need in your life. The Lord needs to be your shepherd so that you get out of your wanting. He's your shepherd over everything in your life, over every, somebody's over everything. The problem with believers is you don't know everything is already in the Bible. That's the problem. That's the greatest challenge with believers. You don't know everything is in the Bible. Every scene, I can, everything, wherever you want to, which, which line you want to talk about, I'll find it's in the Bible. It's there. They are using what God did. You've given the world permission to take ownership over what's God's. All they did was take the theology out of the philosophy of what you do. And if you take theology out of philosophy, it messes up 
the way you think about things. So now you want to be the professor, then be the man of God or the woman of God that has more wisdom than the professor. Are y'all tracking what I'm saying? Somebody say, bear fruit, worthy of repentance. Let me give you this last scripture, and I'll get you to your cornbread and rice. I want you to go to Luke 22 with me. Luke 22 with me. Luke 22, verse 40. Somebody say his will. It's his bill. You will never be in God's will. So you have to understand something about God's will. God protects his will. Which means when you're in trouble, when you come into his will, your mind, your body, everything about you shifts. Somebody say there's a shift, which means the reason why we are now bringing psychology more so, I'm not saying it's bad, in the church is because we're trying to excuse a way where we don't understand his will. And when you do that long enough, you have more counselors than spiritual preachers. So now we need so much counseling when they have the spirit of counsel for those who are spiritual. So now we have to substitute and, and subsidize what we're supposed to be doing by the spirit and we make excuses to help people feelings in what's wrong. Rather than having skilled believers help people understand, no, 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 we're not against your problem. We're not mad that you got a problem. That is not that. That's what that religious church says. That's not our problem. We don't, God don't even have a problem. Tell, tell somebody, God don't have a problem that I have a problem. God do not have a problem that you have a problem. No church is supposed to have a problem that you have a problem. That is never the case. The issue becomes when you've been instituted as a Pharisee with your problem, then you are, you, then you are a problem to yourself. To God, the world is easy, but the church is hard. Oh, God. If you read your Bible right, Jesus never had no problem with everybody in the world. He had the problem with the Pharisees. Who did he have a problem with? The church. In fact, the church put him on the cross. So stop thinking that the world is hard. The world ain't hard. It's your doctrine that's hard. It's that Pharisee in us that keep corrupting who Jesus really is. The world is not hard. The world is the easiest thing that you can say. Easy, very easy. Give me a church person. You got to go through church hurt, doctrinal disimbalance. You got to go justification of promotion. You got all kinds of stuff. Why? Because of what the adversary is trying to do to divert your purpose of what you're supposed to live. The world is simple. When I went to Bible school, we used to go out. You know, I'm from Louisiana, you know, and, and it, it was, I'm just natural. Hey, man, you want Jesus? Oh, it was that Jesus thing. It's just, you don't have to do much. I mean, you can, you love them. And they like, okay, how would I do? What must I do? But I'll go with people and they timid. I say, why are you timid with these people? You're not timid with those church people. Why? Because y'all huddle up and y'all talk y'all language. 
Why are you so timid with these? These people are easy. I don't like huddle, church huddles, because everybody justifying what they know and got a new revelation. They got a new expedite, revelation, expedite. Keep it simple. Keep it what? Keep it simple. If you got visions from God, know that God is waiting on you to agree with him about the vision. I'm going to say that one more time. You ready? If you have visions from God, if God spoke to you, you are not waiting on God to do anything. You are waiting on you to agree with what he showed you. So that you can discipline your disappointment. You can discipline your disagreements. You can discipline yourself. To say, let me wake up and rise up in my spirit, man, day by day, so I can hold to the vision that he showed me, and I can say no what I need to say no to, and yes what I need to say yes to. Somebody say obedience. Stop making it hard, like some devil, some big boogeyman is after you. And pastor, you know we need to go in 40 days. No, we don't need no 40 days, pastor. I can tell you what your problem is. How long did you pray? I want you to try three-day fasting. Uh, with an hour at least, an hour a day. You ready? I'm giving you a recipe. Don't you go to the doctor and you get a, uh, a prescription? I wish we did church prescriptions. Y'all ready? Come on to my office. Everybody line up. I'm writing prescriptions today. What you got? Depression. Depression, you need um, an hour and a half for a week. And uh, you need to, no breakfast. You got to go all the way to 5 o'clock. This is the scriptures you're going to read, okay? I'll check in with you um, next week and see if you did that. How many are going to do it? No, 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 no. See, see, the challenge is, it's not, watch this. Let me, let me show you what we, we do. It's not that God is not able. You actually was never willing. No, 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 no. See, we like to lie. This is what I meant that you don't like. That's why I said that comment but I didn't break it down. So I'm breaking it down to you. It's not that God is not able because I can tell you everything that has went wrong in my life, I can point to what wrong. Now, even though I don't tell people that, it's because sometimes it takes levels of maturity to really understand that. And a lot of things were very critical. But I'd never make an excuse like God wasn't able. I can point to where I wasn't willing. So when... There's a prescription for the unwilling. We have to provoke them to understanding who he is. Whatever God is calling you to today, he's saying, I need you to start taking the prescription. I need you to take the prescription because you are addicted to this world. I see how many hours you spent on Facebook. You didn't, you didn't even give me an hour. You didn't give me 15 minutes. Everybody pull out your phone. I need you to go to that, that tracker. Let's test your week. Don't do that for real. How many hours did you spend? I thought you told me you didn't have time. So, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 not, I'm not condemning you. What I want you to understand is... How much we don't realize that we've gotten off in addiction to the things of the world. And when you do that, you haven't learned to hollow his name. 
So while you're trying to find direction without the hollowing of his name, you don't realize you're getting a lot of different directions. You get a lot of different what? Nothing is clear. And then you don't have time to go deep enough so you heard something familiar. So I need to take right and left, yeah, right and left, right and left, right and left. Okay, I heard right and left, right and left, right and left. Did you hear that in the broken heart? Did you hear that in depression? Okay, so I, I need you to understand, you might have not heard right. Because you just got done arguing, now you're hearing. You just got done fighting and now you're... Now I'm not saying God won't speak. I'm saying you may not know how to interpret what you are hearing. Be you might be living in the open door, yet you're trying to hear. Now, God is going to speak through it in different times, but he's not going to speak like that until you learn to hollow be his name. Can you say amen? How many of y'all love Jesus this morning? Come on, how many of y'all love Jesus this morning? God is just calling you to hollow his name. I don't want you to miss my direction because it's my direction that puts you in my will. And if you're in my will, how many of you know that I'm going to take care of your bill? Can you say amen? Watch this. Verse 40, uh, Luke twenty-two forty. 40. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into what? So pray, lest you enter into what? Write this down. Temptation is permissible where there is no practice or process of prayer. Temptation is what? We don't need a revelation to see why you're in what you're in. I can ask you, how long did you, or how did you pray? Forget the loneliness. How did you pray? So for you to make it as if this happened, that's not what happened. He told you that if you didn't pray, you were going to be tempted. Amen? Somebody say that's a key. Okay, so that key, we don't have to pray. We know. You do have to go pray to do the key. Okay, next. And he went, excuse me, and he was withdrawn from them about a, st a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed. This is Jesus he's talking about and his, and, and his disciples. Saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, if it's your will, take it what? So the Garden of Gethsemane is where Jesus died on the cross. It was the revelation of his cross. Let me, let me, let me. There was a revelation before he even got to the cross. There was a what? Before he what? So he had to have a revelation before he even got to the cross. The revelation of Jesus before the cross. See, he wasn't on the cross when he got on the cross. He got on the cross when he was in the, the river. In the garden, he had a revelation. Take this cup from me. Take this cup. I'm not worthy. How many of y'all have not felt worthy? Come on. My hand is up. How many of y'all have not felt worthy? I'm not worthy of doing what you're asking me to do.
take this cup from me. And in a moment of a second, he had a revelation. But not my, but yours be what? When you go from your will to his will, you have possibility. Which means you're always going to be limited in your will. If you switch one limit to another limit, you're still limited. You need to switch from limit to liberation. Somebody say from limit to liberation. The reason why you like to go from limit to limit because you don't believe yourself. And God never told you to believe yourself. He told you to believe him until you learn to believe what you're saying about yourself, which means you got to learn to love you before you love anything that I love. So I got to teach you how to love yourself. But before you can love yourself, I need you to just learn, love me. Trust me about who you are. Stop trusting you about who you are, because if you keep telling yourself who you are, you're going to keep giving yourself the limitations of what you think I'm saying versus what I'm actually saying. How many of you know you can give yourself limitations of what you think God's saying versus what he's actually saying? How many ever use a lower level justification? You didn't realize it till later. That there was a lower level plan because of what I felt I can do versus what God said. So it's not about getting rid of the ideas and the plans that God is giving you. You just have to know what was the stewardship and function of your personal Holy Spirit of what he's requiring from you to learn through so that you become the person that is qualified to adhere to faith for that realm. Are y'all tracking what I'm saying? God, God wants the best for you more than you want the best for you. And the you that I'm talking about is the you that still don't believe you. And the reason why you don't believe you, because you got to learn to believe God. The Bible says if you believe God, you should love you. If you love you, you're going to love what I called you to. Tell somebody to learn to love yourself. Somebody say, learn to love yourself. Look at your neighbor, say, learn to love yourself. Look at your neighbor, say, before you love me, I need you to love you. Look at the other neighbor, say, before you love me, I need you to learn to love for yourself. You got to understand, you got to love. Your, tell somebody I'm selfish today. I got to learn to love me. I'm sorry, I ain't got no prophecy for you before I got one for me. I ain't got no blessing for you before I got one for me. I am selfish with I'm the best child. I don't know about you. I got to be the best of the best. God favors me. God knows me. God, he walks with me and he talks. I don't know about you yet. He walks with me and talks with me. And when I get the revelation of that, Somehow I have a possibility to believe God for you. Stop wanting God for everybody else before you want God for yourself. That's why you're not ready for what he's trying to give you. I don't believe the promise for you more than I believe it for me. I'm going to be a blessed to be a blessing before you be one. So now that I know I can be one, do you know it's possible to be one? 
You got to fight with everything that's stopping you. Th that's stopping you from you loving God the more, the most. You be selfish. That's okay. It's okay. Friend, friend, I need you to pray with me. Uh, tell you what, we will do that, but I need to pray first. Some of you spouses, I know everything you talk about is just want to go pray together. I need you to go pray by yourself first. Especially if you're a man, you know, I'm just going to pray my boot thing. Did you pray by yourself? Because I don't want your wife only praying every time. Stop letting your wife pray all the time. I know y'all don't like me. That's all right. I say stop letting your wife pray all the time. Be a man. Be a king and a priest over your home. Don't let her have more prophetic unction over your house than you. Wake up in the spirit. Wake up in the spirit. You know, I, I just trust in my wife. No, don't trust in your wife. Trust her, yes. But you stop just trusting her God. You trust your God. That's why Paul said, my God shall supply all your... Oh, y'all got to hear me. He said, I don't know about your God, but I know how my, my God shall supply all your needs according. But if you choose my God, if you choose my God, he's a supplier. Somebody say he's a supplier. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. You need to get the supply that you need to function like God called you to function. Stop waiting. Stop. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Get the instructions by being in his will. My thoughts are not my own. My ways are not my own. Are y'all understanding that? That means, how many of you know in the Bible he says, whatever you think is right. Y'all don't know your Bible. That's the problem. You got to know what God told or said about you. I know whatever I think in alignment with him is right. So I'm not praying two weeks. God, God, I know you showed. No, no, I know that's what you said. So now what I'm praying about is making sure that my instructions are in alignment. I ain't praying on the possibility. I already know. I already know. I already know. So now, even if you try to use a religious prophecy against to tell me something, I'm going to say thank you. But I'm sorry, I got ahead of you. I already know. I appreciate you. But I already know. Thank you so much for that. Oh, that's so encouraging. I, no, 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 I'm not against prophecy. But see, I've been in the church world long enough, and when people do nice meetings, they like to come with word for everybody. And I'm not saying that's bad. But you got to discern sometime. Everybody not sold on that. Unless God inspired you in the moment. Okay, let me get out of that. Because see, y'all don't know the difference between a gift and an inspiration. But let me close that since I've opened it. There's a difference between a gift and an inspiration. When you're functioning from a gift, God maybe not told you to tell the person that. I can get a word of, I can give a word of knowledge anytime. Oh, y'all didn't know, oh, y'all thought all of them was inspiration. I am so sorry. Some of them was just to get you to the meeting. But because we wasn't walking with the spirit, we felt that was inspiration. So God used it as inspiration to you. Okay, let me close it. I'm trying to close it. I keep opening it up more. Y'all tracking with me? 
So just because you keep encouraging me, don't qualify that that was undivine inspiration. That could have been a word of knowledge. But when there's divine inspiration, oh no, I'm going to listen. What is God saying in the moment? Okay, so that's different. Because now you come in with Pacifics. And I know, if, I know if that's word of not, or I know it's not you, because now you're saying stuff that you have no knowledge of. Not every time. So know the difference. What did I just say? Because most of the prophetic meetings you go to, there was just word of knowledge, and they, uh, hallelujah, I'm going to leave that alone. So you don't realize God is trying to get you to bear fruit. What is he trying to get? To bear fruit. And if we learn to activate our spirit, man, you got to learn the functions of the spirit. Somebody say, learn the functions of the spirit. The Bible says, if you're led by the spirit, you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What wants to, what wants to take over? The lust of the... How many know the lust of the flesh is strong? Okay. How many know you can't defeat the flesh with the flesh? How many of you know you can't defeat the flesh with the, oh, no, I'm strong, Pastor. Have you, oh, they're kids, oh, they're kids in here. I'm going to leave that alone. You know, back then I used to thought I was strong and I can go, I can go eat popcorn and sit down and watch a movie with Miss Boothay. And you know what I found out? This is for my old single people. You know what I found out? Yeah, that scripture wasn't that strong. What's wrong with y'all? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't grow up in church like that. That popcorn wasn't that anointed. Oh, I had an inspiration to. Oh, I had, I had. You constructed a word from God. You had that thing tied down and everything. Oh, it was so. Oh, I have to get this out. Sure, I'll come over. Sure, which one you want to watch? And then we're going to do Bible study. Yeah, that's not Bible study. The flesh is what? So you have to realize God has already helped you to say, stay out of there. Stay. Curiosity do hurt the cat. Curiosity does what? Kill that cat. Don't click on the, don't click on the link. I was just curious. Why are you curious for? I was just curious. You know, they shouldn't be doing that. But why are you clicking it? Curiosity messes that cat up. And when you open Pandora's box, everything just goes crazy and hellwire. My mind up, my mind left, my mind, and I need help now. But don't open the box. If you learn to build your spirit and focus in Christ, somebody says a new box. It's a new blessing. It's a new awareness. It's a new function. You, 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 if you're married, you can love your wife as Christ loved the church. You, 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 you can love your husband. You, you can do things as a single. You can be sustained in your loins enough to see your purpose and do what God called you to do without feeling like you got to yield yourself. But you got to be on purpose. But you got to be on what? You got to be on what? If you're single and you're not on purpose, I know temptation is running rampant in your life. Because you don't have the strength to not. 
Y'all see how straightforward I am? Now, why do I do that? Because we act like we have to guess that. You don't. Doors are permissible. It's automatic. We know that. That's why when church people are not growing, we automatically know doors are open. We don't have to guess. We don't need a prayer about that. Because there's no such thing to not grow when you're all in his will. Y'all see how that works? It's no such thing that you, which means it's so automatic that we can tell by not growth that we know doors are open. Okay? So the goal is for us to learn the goodness of God that leads us into the repentance to bear fruit. And when we bear the fruit, you can learn to overcome. That fruit has nothing to do with what you think God wants from you that you wouldn't want for yourself. I'm going to say that one more time. Stop disagreeing with God because you think God wants something different than you want. If God wants something different than you want, number one, you may not be in the right place. But it's something about when you get in alignment with God, y'all wants are the same. That's why David said, I love your precepts. He said, I love your will. I, I love, how do you go from hating this will like you separate yourself? You know, that's only God telling me that, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're not together yet. You, but, but when you start loving his precepts, you start loving his what? You, when you start loving his precepts, you understand the cost of that moment of sin and how much it costs you to restore back. So I don't want to miss the moment. Tell somebody, stop missing your moments. If I violate this moment, it costs too much to restore. It costs too much to what? Come on, I'm talking to Christians. Why are you acting like this is new under the sun? Y'all know when you mess up, you're like, dog, my mind up. I feel depressed now. I don't feel right. And you was tied down, ready to fight? Come on. We, we. And God is saying, I need you to hold the mold. I need you to hold the what? The mold. I know you're looking for a husband, but hold the mold of who I am to you. And when you can do that, that husband going to see the God particle that I called you to be. And that type of husband, because you want to be a godly woman, you need a godly man. That godly man has to be godly. So he's not looking for you in the flesh. He's looking for you in the spirit. Y'all got to hear me. I, 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 he's going to see the beauty of your lifting of your hands. He's going to see the beauty, not what you're trying to compromise. You're going to see the beauty of his glory. That's beautiful. Are y'all hearing me? You have to stay functional in the spirit. It is not about the flesh. Stop wasting time. I know you love your YouTube pastors, but make sure those pastors provoke you to get back in the spirit. If they're not doing that, you just you're just enjoying something. If it don't push you to go pray and say, I got to go get my spirit back in order. How many know God can put you right back in order? Come on, somebody say he can put me back in order. If it's not pushing you to go get back in order, God, do it again. That's okay. Somebody said, that's okay. You see how you feel that? That shows that you're mine. So I put that in you to make sure that you come back to me. And until you stay coming back to me, see, it's going to hurt more and more every time. Till you realize this costs too much. It costs too much. It, it what? The reason why we stay doing it because it don't cost too much yet. 
The reason why it don't cost that much is because we're not used to being stayed in the goodness of God of his will. So you haven't seen enough to make sure that it doesn't. It's like if there's a million dollars behind the door and you needed it. But you have to do this. Everybody will do it. Because you see the cost of going through to get it. When you see the cost of what Jesus paid, you're willing to stand the test of time. Stand to your feet if you can. Not my will, but your will be done. Saints, get in the will of God. I know you're saved, but I need you in the will of God. I know you love Jesus, but I need you in the will of The will of God is the safest place you'll ever be. It's the what? And you protect and preserve that will. You do what? Protect and preserve that will. It costs too much to go the wrong way. It costs too much to go the Many of us are waiting to pay later, and I'm telling you, you need to pay now. It costs too much. You don't want the bill of regret. You don't want the bill of regret. You don't want that bill. What do you don't want? You know, every time I remember, I don't want the bill of regret. So I'll do what it takes now. I'll do it. I know, I know, I know, I know when I'm operating from my lack versus operating from his strength. Sweetheart, guess what? We're going to go further in six months. We're going to go further. I've been operating in lack. I know we got a lot going on. I've been operating in lack. Dog, man, that's my measure. That's not yours. Do you know your measure? Do you know your measure or people keep telling you yours? You go to sleep at night because they told you, look how much you're doing. You need to know. How many of you know when you're in the spirit, your body don't get tired? I'm not saying don't get rest. I'm saying your spirit, man, is bigger than your body. That's why sicknesses have to leave when your spirit rises up. That's why diseases have to go when your spirit man rises up. That's why the Bible says God quickens your flesh. He quickens your mortal body. Strengthen your spirit man. And then your mind will be activated. Your thoughts will be activated. You will be illuminated in the realm of the spirit to know what God is willing to do. What is the good will of his... He wants you to know what is the hope of your calling. Everything that you're doing, it might be a God idea, but you stopped using him to do it. Because you thought it was a world idea and you're confused. If you learn to put righteousness with what you're trying to do, what if God is interested? What if God is interested? Are y'all hearing me? I need you to learn to obey what he's telling you to do. I can't, there's nothing I can do if you want to stay with the open door, but want me somebody to give you some scripture to overcome that. The first thing you need to understand is he loves you. So how do I get to this place? Say yes to him.
make, make, him your, make him your all. Hallowed be his what? Hallowed be his what? That means forget about everything that you're going through and say, God, you know what? Today, just it's your day. Today, my mind just stays on you. Today, I'm getting rid of every, everything is nothing to me. I give it to you. Tell somebody, give it to him. You got to learn to give it to him. How many of you know, how many of you know you got to give everything to him? When you feel like the adversary is after you, how many know the adversary can't do anything to a dead man? Once I've given everything, I say, brother, listen, there's nothing else I can die to. So some kind of way when I do that, I start smiling. <laughs> I start smiling. I say, you can, oh, oh, you don't deal with dead people. I get it. I gave God my family. I gave God my children. Are you saying you, 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 you saw yourself like giving? Yeah, I gave everything. Why? Because once Christ has risen, once he has what? Risen. He's going to bring you into everything that you thought you wanted, but it was actually him wanting it. I want to pray for you that you focus on what's at hand in the things of God. Some of you, you're focused on being pure. Stop focusing on being pure. I need you to focus on Jesus. Some of you are focusing on not sinning. Stop focusing on not sinning. You're going to sin if you keep focusing on not sinning. You need to focus on Jesus. Stop focusing on boo-boo and choo-choo and Lila and all of them. I need you to focus on God. Stop focusing on your bills. Focus on God. Stop focusing on your need. Focus on God. And when God shows you your need, now you have something focused. After you have risen with Christ, now seek those things which are above. How did you know you did that? Because now you're not anxious for nothing. Now you're not, now you're not all in disarray. Now you're not depressed when you see it. I know that I have not risen when I'm depressed and I'm anxious and, and I'm overwhelmed. But when you have seen Jesus, now he said, now seek that thing that you see. I'm going to give you the instructions to make sure that you make it. Seek those things which are above. Seek those, seek those. I need you to seek now. When you have been in prayer and you've been fasting, have you been seeking? I need you to seek now. What have I called you to become? What have I called you to become? Stop looking at your friend Facebook. Turn it off. Turn it off. You got to learn divine speed. Somebody say, I got to learn divine speed. Let me teach you something about divine speed. Can I teach you something about divine speed? What you're thinking you're starting, it's a starting point to give you speed. Okay, let me help you out. So, what the church have to learn is you have speed because you have the spirit. If you stood by me and we both stood together and we have our lane, we say go. I'll let you go. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And once my spirit man catches where I'm going, I'll be there before you get there. <laughs> because when I have the spirit of the thing, I have the thing. So now I control your lane. Y'all don't, y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. I control the lanes now. Focus on the spirit of the judgment. Build the altar. You want money, that's fine. Pray and get the spirit of money. Pray and get the spirit of the business. 
Don't just try to go after the business. Let them do that. Say, I see you going quick. I'm coming. I'm coming. I, I do this with three-day fasting. I'm coming. I, I do this with prayer every day. I'm coming. But when I come, you're going to ask me, what did I do to pass? Somebody say, get the spirit of the thing. You have to know who you have. You have to know who you are. Everybody in here, God has a step for you right now. He's saying, I need you to know that I'm your source. And when you know that I'm your source, you're going to stay with me. I need consistency with you. Because once you know that I actually gave you this, you're not going to fear them in their face. The reason why you didn't put the flyer out, because you fear them. The reason why you didn't write the book, because you fear them. The reason why you're not putting out what I told you to do, because you fear them. So because you fear them, it shows that you don't have the spirit of it. You haven't activated the spirit of it. Because if the spirit of it was there, you wouldn't have the fear. And I'm not saying you just do it on ending in yourself. Don't just do it. Well, I don't want the fear, so I'm going to just do it. No, 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 don't do that because you're anxious now. No, no, no. I need you to have purity of the expression that I gave you. So I need you to know that you know that you know that you know that I called you to do this. I am not afraid of no title. You know why? Because I know what I have. I'll show you your gap. Put me in the room. I'll show you your gap. I'll show you your gap. Why? Because I've seen the hills of which come my help. And I've learned that my help comes from the Lord. My trust is in him. My trust is in him. Get your spirit right in alignment with God's love. You cannot keep letting bitterness hurt rage from people who are not even worrying about you stop you from what God is calling you grieve that out of your soul what did I just say grieve that out of your soul spend the time to get it out of you spend the time to do what to get it out of you get it push it out of your soul go do what you got to do and stay until you're empowered. What did I just say? Now, this is what the power does, because the power should reflect the presence. What did I just say? There is no power without the presence, so there should be power with that presence, okay? Once you've entered into that realm, now see, get to work. Do what? Get to work. Now, once you start working, you're seeing like God sees, know that, if you lose that mind, because your mind is going to go down, because now you're, you're accessing everything in the world. If you don't have a consistency of consecration to keep that mind, you're going to start saying no to what you started and redefining what God said yes to. And now you got prophecy about a distorted direction because you wasn't willing to stay stand the yes. Are y'all tracking what I'm saying? I know when God tells, there are many times, God will tell me and my wife, I, I want one year. You know what that tells us? We, there's a people, that's a person that we got to become for this one year. So we start preparing. So you ready? Yep, we, let's prepare. So, so now I, I have to discipline. I have to discipline everything about my life to make sure that I can see when we meet the time. What time are you about to meet? 
What time are you about to meet? What is God preparing you for? What is God preparing you for? I, I pray you out of your distorted way this morning. Some of you are in distorted ways because you're now you're looking at your direction for what you can do. I'm calling you out of that today. You need to get in his will. I said you need to get in his will. Lift your hands. You need to get in this wheel. You're making a way out of your own way and you're calling it his way. I come to take you out of that today. You, 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 you got a direction, but that direction is to prove, is to help you stay you. But God said, I don't want to help you stay you. I want to help you be like who I called you to be. Don't you justify staying you. Come into my will. Come into my room. is not bigger than yours it's not me get out of you i do big stuff I, I push you out of where you are to bring you into who you're called to be and i need you to change your language stop calling yourself broke stop calling yourself poor stop calling yourself these things stop it stop it stop it stop it don't you reinforce it you know i just can deal with this no you can't say i don't deal with this anymore god is giving he's died for too much for me to settle here i will not settle here yes you can be thankful but not settle i'm, I'm thankful but i'm not settling i'm thankful i'm not settling get out of this thing god is calling you to another level and i come to break the back of that distorted direction I come to break the back of your, your, your substitute direction. That substitute is an assignment to keep you in the cycle of a struggle. It's an assignment. And I'm calling you out of it. How do I know it's not an assignment? Did you get the purity of love through the idea? Are you at peace? Are you at peace? Did peace come beyond your understanding? Or did you not meet the peace that surpasses understanding? God is calling you to another place. God is calling you to another dimension. God is calling you to another dimension. I'm called to a certain type of people. I'm calling to dimensional people. I'm speaking to the dimensional people this morning. I'm speaking to dimensional people this morning. Come on, I'm speaking to dimensional people this morning. Come on, people are not worried about people. People are ready to get armed and dangerous. People are ready to get in the, come on, who ready to get in the dirt? Let's, let's make this happen. Let's do this thing. What did God say? Good, let's go. What did God say over here? Good, let's go. Let's do what he said to do. Let's do what he died for. But get staying still. I'm not wasting my life. I died to this life. Close, it is not I'm not dying like this. I can't die pregnant. I gotta birth this baby. I gotta get this vision out of me. I gotta get this idea out of me. I gotta get this thing. This thing, this thing, this thing. Seek those things which are above. Get out of your holding cell. Get out of your holding cell of your mind. You're not just going to take care of your family. You're going to redeem your family. You're going to redeem your family for another family. You're going to have more than enough. Come on, speak what Jesus says. Speak. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the weak say, I'm strong. 
I need you to start saying what Jesus said. I need you to start saying what Jesus said. I need you to start declaring what Jesus declared. Forget if you believe it or not. It don't matter what you believe. It matters what he's already done. What have he done? What have he done? Break your limitation this morning. Close your eyes and ask God, God, help me believe your word about you, about me, about me. Help me believe your word about me. I throw it off. Come on. Cast off the restraints of the mental slavery, of the emotional slavery. Come on. I come out of emotional slavery. I come out of mental slavery. I come out of psychological slavery that wants to hold me down, that wants to hit me in a cycle. I come out of it. Come out of it. Come out of it. Come out of her. Come out of her. Some of you single ladies, you're worth it more than, don't you, don't you settle with a crazy man. You don't need a man that, that much. You go get your purpose. Go get your destiny. Write it down. Make it plain. Forget what the world is saying. We know you're not trying to be over a man, but you better come into purpose. Come into your destiny. Come into your calling. Husbands, get up. Come into your calling. Come into your destiny. Every day, pray. 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 Where's my limitation? I'm coming after you. No limitations here. No limitations live here. Father, we thank you. You've died for too much. You've died for too much. You've loved me so much. You've loved your people so much. Oh, God, you loved us so much. And we declare your name this morning. Forgive us, Jesus. We won't distort your way. But we're coming into your will. By your word. By your word, we come into your will. By your word, we come into your presence. For in your presence, there's fullness. There's fullness. There's fullness. Don't settle with the word that you heard. I want you to work that thing out. Don't settle with it. If God said that this is, this is where I'm taking you, go home and work it out. I want you to build an altar in your room and say, I'm going to work this word out. I'm going to work it out until I believe it with every bit of my, every bit of my being. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to work this word out until, until I start smelling like it. I, I, I got to work this thing out until it's ingrained in my belief system. You got to believe it. Believe that you have received and it shall be. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have received. Believe. Don't distort your direction in compromising the way you see yourself. Get in his will. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. We give you the praise. Worthy is your name, God.